幸せなふりをした歌うもっと走らず言い聞かせた無謀にもそってかつかみや来た道を一別取りをごめんしまんそこ参戦に次ぐワンガムやマルトによりがかりチェリは積もって果てしない旅の途中で街の柱に立ち寄る疲れた両足をそっと投げ出して寝転ぶと繰り返される浅い眠り何とも同じ者の子顔何とも同じ者の言葉を生きてるだけで悲しいと思うのを出すだけなのでたばこの煙
Uh, the original trilogy, however, includes a character whose name is Pearl. She's about nine years old, and she's a psychic medium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. An interesting idea for a character, except she's primarily used to channel and physically embody 28-year-old smoking hot bombshell Mia Fey, which means <laughs> you see this nine-year-old uh, sort of balloon up physically, wearing the same clothes that she had been, barely able to restrain her really, uh, sort of cartoonishly enormous breasts. I really hate that you used the phrase balloon up for this specifically. It's what happens. It's, true. it's what happens. I played the game she balloons up. Um <laughs> much like the clown so in Attorney 6. <laughs> <laughs> so Bleach this week dares to ask the question, what if instead she was three? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that really is the crux of the episode. Like, what if the three-year-old turned into mature sexy lady who breasts boobily down the field? Episode 192, Nell's Secret? A big-breasted beauty joins the battle. I, listen, I, I, I could not find any any better segue into just going into the episode. So, so we're doing it here. This is how it's happening. So, if y'all don't remember, Ichigo's fighting the Spoon Man himself, Espada Number Five, Noitora Gilga. He had told us all, but no. Former Espada turns out. Meanwhile, uh, wow, my my thing scrolled way further down than I than I had intended. Let me just uh get that right back up there. Meanwhile, Renji, Uryu, Dondachaka, and Peshe are all fighting clones of themselves made by Zalaporo. Uh, Dondachaka was worried about Nell getting closer to Los Noches as the reveal drops from Noritura's mouth. Neliel to Udelschwank. Well, oh, she odal schwankin all over the place. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> you can't just do this. You will do this. This is why. This is why we have you on contract. Uh, anyway, she's former Espada. Uh, he claims that we've all been tricked, but now claims it's impossible for her to be an Espada. Noitra tells her she better not have forgotten. Uh. And Nell's just like, no, I'm just, mm-mm, not me. Um, she, he's like, wow, you're irritating in a different way now. Tricking the group into coming here, which again, Nell denies. Uh, and then he asks if she intends to finish their fight looking like she does now. Uh, and she's just like, I've just been having fun. And then we flash back to like all of her introduction scenes. Because, you know, we're all super attached to now. It's I do like now. S- it's incredibly funny to me that they keep doing this thing where they're like, let's flash back to the standard definition flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. suddenly the like the screen is like, well, it, it was a rectangle. Now it's a square for the duration of this flashback. Oh. <laughs> it just it, really it, like feel like they. Br- it feels like it brings attention to it. You're just like, oh, look, I get it. You're you were standard definition like. A month ago. <laughs> we get it. You're 720p now. <laughs> My god. 
it's it, it is really fucking funny. Uh, I I never tire of shonen anime showing me the same thing I saw like twenty episodes ago, just so I don't forget because I do have horrible memory problems. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, so Noitra says he never liked Nell as Nell begs Ichigo to believe that she didn't trick them. Noitra call, uh, grows more annoyed, calling her a bore before getting ready to curb stomp her. Ichigo steps in and tells her it's obvious she wouldn't trick them, claiming they all trust her, even if she used to be an Espada, because, you know, friendship's what it's all about. Uh, the, the Nell right now is who they believe. Uh, Ichigo then tells Noitra he won't let him touch her, and then the two start fighting with Noitra's weird semi-figure eight halberd pitchfork thing, which I'm now dubbing the Pitch Spoon. It's just extremely heavy, and it packs a bunch of force behind it. There's not really anything super groundbreaking about the pitch spoon. It's just a pitch spoon. Yeah, it's like, it's a fight with not... Well, some of, some of the animation, they, like, reuse the animation from, like, five minutes ago when uh, Notorious fighting. And then some of it is, like, it's not reused animation, but it is very, like, oh, I think... I think there's a lot of people who are on vacation this week. Yeah. It's animation light. <laughs> it, it, it's like, it, it feels like it's trying, but like, it, it's just not, not that good, unfortunately. Um, Noitra claims that Nell really did lose her memory, and after all, you know, he did crack her head open. Uh, so... It's at this point, basically, that it's revealed that the crack that's in her, like, skull mask is from Noitra, and Ichigo again tries to stop him from doing anything, but Noitra tells him to remember that he can't be cut by Zangetsu. Uh, there's kind of, like, a back and forth here of, like, him and Noitra trying to, like, you know, respectively protect and destroy Nell, uh, but Ichigo says he'll protect Nell no matter what, uh, to which Noitra insists he die for. Um, Tesla tells Orihime that Ichigo won't be able to move much after an attack like the one he just took, but you know, Ichigo seems kind of fine to me. <laughs> he kind of is just still going. Yeah, the, uh, the accumulation of damage of the fat last like five or six fights doesn't really seem to be phasing Ichigo much other than the dramatic tension of, oh, this guy, he can't cut, but you know, is it because he's super tired, or is it because this guy's strong? Can't right. actually tell. Does he just have, like, really hard skin? Like, what's what's going on with the Spoon Man? Give me the deets. Because um, yeah, they do set him up as being stronger than the previous guys. So it's like, well, it could be that he's stronger than the previous guys, but it could also be right. that Ichigo is just tired. Yeah, like, we, we already saw Ichigo take down Grimjow. And now, like, yeah, this guy's number five, but, like, we we all know that, like, Ichigo's gonna have to go fight, you know, number four. Where That's what we have to do. The series has just been setting that up. So, uh, Noitra calls him persistent, smacking him around as Nell cries, uh, and Noitra's just like, wow, I hate guys like you who won't stop attacking regardless of how hopeless it is. Which, I feel, like, okay, I don't know for sure. But I feel like that's just, like, a line that, like, Bleach villains say, like, 90% of the time. Oh, for sure, yeah. 
Like, yeah, that's he's just like, man, I sure hate shonen heroes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I love that for him. Honestly, I too hate shonen heroes. That's not true. I like shonen heroes. I've read like so many <laughs> shonen. It sucks. Um. So he grabs Ichigo and starts to work on snapping his wrist, which causes Nell to scream for him and release a cloud of smoke. Uh, but, you know, don't worry. This time, we cut to Zyle and the boys. They're all feeling immense spiritual pressure, which Pache confirms belongs to Nell. Oh, Neutra no! Grimaces. <laughs> Neutra grimaces as the smoke clears, and we see Nelliel in adult form. She grabs Ichigo and moves him to safety in the blink of an eye, and oh my god, why is her voice like that? They didn't change her voice at all. <laughs> well, like, they... She's no longer, like, choking on phlegm, so the voice True. sounds completely different, but it does still sound, like... She sounds like one of those VTubers who is... My name is Nelia to Odal Schwank. Yeah. I'm 36 years old, but I'm in the body of a tiny baby, but now I'm not anymore, and I'm in a huge booby lady body, but I still have to talk like this because everyone, for some reason, has a weird parasocial bond with me where they assume that I'm, like, three years old, and I cultivated that, and people are really weird about it, and I'm kind of weird about it, and I think I should probably stop. Toxic VTuber Nelliel. Yeah. yeah, literally, you, you you hit it right on the head. The, I was mostly silent because my soul was escaping my body during that. <laughs> Nelliel 2 Odal Schwank cancelled for playing Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, no! I will, I will say, in her, like, introduction, like, shot, I'm like, oh, that's actually, like, you know, she is wearing a tank top because she's wearing, like, the full body uh, shirt that the the previous body was wearing and now it fits as a tank top um but i was like oh yeah like baird midriff and her her breasts look smaller than orihime is like it feels like the animators have a bunch of restraint that i wasn't expecting them to have for this one scene and i even put it in my note and i'm like design not nearly as horny as i remembered uh, that was what i then, was thinking i had the exact then, same thought same here the rest of the episode happens <laughs> yep <laughs> and it and, and the design itself gets worse. <laughs> like it, the, it sure does. Yeah. God. Uh, so she thanks Ichigo for allowing her to return to this form, since she was small and he protected her. She asks him to stay still for a bit, as she wants to thank him, and she stands up, telling him it'll be over in an instant, as the wind blows the back of her shirt up, revealing an Espada number three. She rushes in, immediately getting a few attacks in on Neutra, who seems reinvigorated. He tries to counter, but it's no use. She's just way too strong. She dodges a flurry of attacks until her back is against a rock, then flashes out as Neutra sp uh, splits it before diving back down for another attack. As the smoke from this clears, she decks him in the face, and then Neutra tries to fire a Sarah from his mouth, which Nell stops one-handed before opening her mouth to absorb it. And this is the best part of animation in both these episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's so good. Like, th this part's cool. I, I will give it that. Yeah, and it is something that we saw her doing during the first fight against Okiora. It's like, oh, right, it's a thing that little Nell could do, and now Baked It Nell's doing it, like, on purpose. Yeah, it's a nice little little callback to things we've already seen before, and it works well. I, I, I actually like this. There is also 
an inexplicable still shot of Xyloporo at this point in time. Oh, don't worry. I I took this uh, note that here says, Uryu and Renji are both very clearly worried about the spiritual pressure. And then we get a really weird, completely still shot of Xyle smiling for like three seconds before cutting back to the fight with Nell. It... <laughs> It means nothing. It just shows up and it's there for three full seconds and then we're back to the fight. It's so weird. Uh, Tesla lets go of Orihime, rushing towards Notra, but Nell hasn't stopped facing the cloud of dust. Ichigo says her name, causing Nell to turn around and yell, Ichigo, excitedly, rushing in to hug him. Uh, he screams as she continues to hug him tightly, and then Orihime keeps going, Nell, I mean, Miss Nell, please, you're going to kill him! Until finally Nell lets go of a crushed Ichigo, which causes her to scream and hug him again. But then Noitra launches Tesla, asking who told him to release the girl. He asks Nell if she thought this would be over quick. And apparently the whole, like, Saro eating thing is just her specialty. Like, that's just what she does. Yeah, it's her, um, it's her special skill, her special unique skill. That seems like, I, I don't know if they like specifically, I, I forget because it's been like two weeks since I've seen this episode. Uh, I forget, do they mention that it's just like a Sero eating ability or is it just like an energy thing? Because if it's just Sero, so that they don't explain like it. it. They just, they well, they call it like the double Sero whatever. Yeah, they like, refer they to it as Sero Doble, at least yeah, in the gotcha. English dub. So she eats it and then spits out her own, uh, combining their powers, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah, but they don't, like, they don't do the, like, shonen aside of, like, this is your ability, this is how it works. It's just, oh, you ate the thing and blasted me back at it, I forgot that you had the Sarah Doble. That was your thing. I don't know if that's a thing that would, like, work against, like, other forms of energy blasts. Like, I don't know if we've seen that or if we will see that. All I'm saying is it seems weird to have an Arankar Espada whose, like, main ability requires another Espada or somebody who can fire a Sero to function and, like, seems to be a counterattack against them. Like, maybe I'm thinking too hard about this. I probably am. But it just seems weird to me. You could make the argument that it's a lot. It's a logical type of ability to bring up in a world where it's ex, it's like explicitly dog eat dog. They all keep killing each other to like until the strongest ones on top. Yeah. So it's like it makes sense to cultivate the ability of killing hollows when your competition, both for your life and also to get the seat of like the tall the the guys in charge. You have to kill a bunch of hollows to do it. Right. Like these no, guys have I, all ki- all the Ar- all the Espada have killed probably more hollows than anyone in the Shinigami Corps. You know, I I I agree with your assessment. That definitely makes sense. I feel like if Kubo were at like a panel and were asked this question, he he would probably be like, "It's whatever you want it to be." <laughs> but yeah, like- I mean, for for sure, his <laughs> his reason for developing it is, I did it because it was cool, and it's like it's a yeah. dramatic moment in the fight. Like, you know, like everything. For sure, for sure. Um, so, at this point, Noitra asks Nell how many years it's been since she left, telling her not to expect the Espada ranking to mean the same thing as when she did. 
Uh, and we don't get an answer because Nell just asks Ichio to hold on just a bit longer as Noitra tells her the number three is meaningless now and the episode ends. It's it's kind of a nothing episode. Like, there are some cool animation bits, but nothing, nothing plot-wise happens this episode, really. I mean, aside from the fact that you do get the reveal that Nell is like that, and I don't remember if Holly Bell has shown up in any sort of context yet. She has. Like, we have seen her, like, standing in uniform, breasting boobily, and, okay. like, looking off in the distance. Uh, she, I don't believe she has had any spoken lines, or she's might, she maybe has had one line or two to one of her subordinates, uh, I but think she's, she's not had interacted with lines. the cast. I think she's had spoken lines at the, like, a spot a dinner table, um, but, like, I don't think... Uh, that she's had any lines outside that we've seen her fraction though. Yeah. Like we've seen, so we've, we've seen, seen her, how bad it gets. We've seen how she gets yeah. incredibly super. Her design is definitely movie. like more horny. <laughs> right. To, I just think give... it's a thematic sort of combination here that she, a spot on number three is also a very boob horny lady. Well, Quinn, let me ask you this question. If you turn a three 90 degrees clockwise, what do you get? A little smile? They're little boobies. Oh, they are little boobies. Yeah, I was thinking about like a face. Yeah, no, they're, they're, face. they're boobies. So you see naturally everyone in the Spada who occupies number three has to have giant bazongas. Mm-hmm. It's part of the selection process, I see. <laughs> it is. <laughs> when, when questioned about it, Isaac just says exactly what I just said. <laughs> He's like, on the what you turn, you turn to three one side and you get boobies. You turn to three and on he- the other side and you get an M for memories. <laughs> and then everyone else goes, "Man, I would like to not be in this conversation." <laughs> Do you think he? Do you think he uses his softbox to, to like make the number appear to people and make them like hypnotized into believing exactly what he said? Just like, yeah, you're right, it is boobies. I can't continue. No, he just does illusions. Okay, fair enough. And that's fair not enough. an illusion, it's just the truth. <laughs> Damn. You're right. We're taking the deepest cuts here. What are the manga differences and also the post credit scene, Sam? <laughs> I'll do the post credit first. So we've got Renji who's like, why in the goddamn world am I doing calligraphy with a bunch of captains? <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> and Byakuya, who is like in charge of this ca- group calligraphy like lesson, just goes, all right, we'll pause here for a break. Which Yachu shows up? Because she's like, ah, breaks mean snacks, so I will show up and get the snacks. And Byakuya, like, offers her... He has a servant that, like, offers her, like, a little chocolate guy. And she's like, wow, that's fucking weird and gross. Bye. <laughs> and she leaves. And Renji's like, wow, great counter strategy, Captain. Uh, uh, but he gets, like, a blank stare in response. Because, like, he's uh, he's offended, uh... And this entire joke is based on the fact that, like, that character design, the Wakame ambassador, 
is a design from, like, one of the various joke chapters of Bleach, because there's these, like, side stories that would that were occasionally released in, like, other magazines or whatever, or, like, in various, like, Shonen Jump stuff as, like, extra chapters. And one of them is everybody, like, going to the beach, and they're doing, like, teams for Sandcastle building, and during that one, there was a throwaway joke of Byakuya being like, I've designed this mascot character for our squad. <laughs> you should you should make the Sandcastle this character. And just the the ongoing joke is Byakuya is very proud of this character that he has designed, and then everyone else is like, That's a That's a really shitty mascot. God. But it feels like a really weird thing to then turn around and, like, introduce this. Not, like, do the Wakami Ambassador, like, joke, but then do, like, a follow-up to the Wakami Ambassador joke. God. Because yeah, if you're no, just that, watching the anime, so you much... never saw this guy before. It, it, it That seems extra weird, especially, like, for a bit that's coming, like, pretty recently after a filler arc that probably got a lot of people off Bleach. I don't know. Seems whack to me. You could have had him oh, certainly. in the filler arc. <laughs> you could have had Truly. him design it in the filler arc. If you wanted this God. this great humor. Uh, as God. far as the manga differences goes, though, like, nothing huge. There... You may have noticed that there is like an extent an extended section of time where Noitora is like walking menacingly towards Nell and uh Ichigo is yelling at him to like don't get close to her and stay away from her and yada yada yada. Uh mm-hmm. in the manga, he's not walking to her. He has her in his grip, like he's holding her by the head, and he's using her as a human shield throughout this entire fight with Ichigo. Oh. And Ichigo's like, uh, let like let her go. And every time he like advances to try to slash, Noitora like moves Nell in front of the slash or like towards it. Well, like it kind of gives a completely different vibe <laughs> to yes. the fight that yeah. they're having. Yeah, like I I like this. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, presumably, though, it's too much. It's too much child endangerment for uh, TV. God. Uh, Apparently. very mi- another incredibly minor difference. Uh, the anime slightly tones down the the breasts by like not giving us an undercut. They like boob socket a little mm-hmm. on Nell's design. To, not to give good you, on you an idea of the amounts of underboob that like some Bleach characters have, mainly the current Espada number three. Uh, when it came time. For that Bleach volume to come out in the West, the one that has Hadabelle, like, on the cover, they moved the Bleach logo to cover her breasts. God, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I never forgot. I, I always thought it was fucking funny as shit. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm looking up Hadabelle Bleach cover, because I just, I need to see it. They fucking... They fucking removed her vagina bones, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they would do this. Uh, and then the only other change for this particular like segment is, you know how Nell like 
fights Noitoto for like six minutes or seven minutes or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they do the bit with the Saro. The entire fight, like including the Saro and including the part where you see her back and you see her go like, hey, it'll be over quick, is three two page spreads. Ooh. <laughs> it 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 was over quick, apparently. Like, like, she runs forward, she slashes him once, You, she kicks him away, he immediately does a Saro, and she eats it. And then, like, we move on to what's going to be in the next episode. God, they were no, extremely in, like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, we're catching up too fast to the manga, like, territory for this episode. Like, That's how it goes sometimes, you know? That's how it goes. You just finished your filler arc. Yeah, you just finished your 30 <laughs> episodes of filler arc, and yet somehow you are immediately within your first two weeks back, or three weeks back, in, like, emergency, we gotta fill some space mode. It's I will dying. say, while, while it is hilarious, and it is, like, it's, it's objectively just funny, I am eternally grateful that they didn't go the route One Piece did. Uh, which is to say, if y'all have not seen One Piece, which I'm sure at least one of the two people on this call has, um, I I encourage you never to watch the anime and instead read the manga if you choose to do that. I don't personally really like One Piece anymore, but after a certain point in that, they just started doing one chapter per episode of the anime and the first like eight minutes of each episode are just like recap of the previous episode. I, I mean, I think we're partly, we're most of the way there already with bleach as far as that goes. A lot of the recaps are like four or five minutes episodes or four or five minutes at a time anyway. Yeah, but they're not like nine or 10 minutes. (laughs) You're not wrong, but God, Anyway, here's the the boob cover. <laughs> I I think it's even funnier because it doesn't even censor it. It just draws more attention to them. Yeah, it, it really makes just it feel like she actually has it. her nipples out. In fact, yeah, it does. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Well, I think that about does it for this episode, right? We can cut to break? I hope so. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't... There's nothing else to say. I No, there, there is one more thing I can say, I guess, which is, I was kind of surprised when they were, when you know, I go, oh, hey, they actually, like, toned down Nell's design, uh, from what I remember. Like, it's not that bad. And then as soon as she's hugging Ichigo, she, she it feels like she grows, like, four cup sizes because it's immediately spilling out on all sides of him. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? She Like, she she's looks like, like she's completely a different character like her upper body is belongs to a different person than the person who was here 30 seconds ago she's the boob grinch her boobs grew four sizes that day yeah okay that's all i have to say (laughs) we can move on to the next episode yeah or correction let's go to break and then uh yeah. yeah 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 cut to break Let's get right back into it with episode 193, Irresistible, Puppet Show of Terror. 
Oh, this friggin' puppet show, folks. It's it literally time. until you <laughs> literally until you said the title of this episode, I forgot everything that happened in it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> now I remember. Oh yeah, it's just uh just an episode with some freak time. That's all. It's freak time, baby. So the episode starts with Xyloporo looking at Renji fighting his clones and turning it to goop. And we see Uryu doing the same thing to his own clone. But then, the fallen goop just splits into a bunch more Renjis and Uryus. And suddenly they're surrounded again. And the Iron Car taunts them. And Renji has to like dodge an attack from Dondachaka, who thought he was a clone. I did, I did get a laugh at this. Not when Renji has to dodge an attack from Dondachaka, who's like, I've all, I've got you, clone! And he's like, no, I'm not the clone. The, these guys are the clones. But it was the follow-up, because Peshe immediately kicks him in the ass for the same reason. <laughs> and it's like, you're doing this on purpose. You, you fuckers have to be doing this on purpose. And uh, that joke got me. Usually I think most of their jokes don't get me. This, this one was good. No, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, so more goop falls on Peshe and Uryu's like, alright guys, strategy meeting. I'm sure you've all noticed, but here's the differences between the clones. Other than you know, the in eyes... Case, in case the viewers haven't noticed. Yeah, they're like, alright guys, like, for Renji and me, like, the, the hair is a bit off and the eyes are kind of fucked up, so it's like, put those to the side for now. But for Dondachaka... They don't have his polka dots, so they're super easy to realize which one's the clone. And for Peshe, they're all wearing jeans for some reason. <laughs> In my opinion, that's I, a pretty funny joke. That's, it is a pretty good one. It's just like, and for, and for Peshe, they're all wearing slim jeans? As I'm sure you've all noticed, and, you know, cue everyone going, what the fuck? How did none of us notice this? The the best part of this bit, aside from the all being like, what the fuck? How did we not notice? Is the fact that they're they're having this conversation with the with each other, so clearly they have to know they're not the clone. <laughs> so it's just like them being surprised is even funnier. Yeah. And then Renji's like, well, that's kind of a big mistake. Like, he's a fucking idiot. Like, obviously, that just marks it out as a clone. And then Xyloporo, who's like, one. I'm still here. Like, I, I can clearly hear everything you're saying. Like, you're not being secretive or anything. Uh, but two, no, it's not a mistake, you idiots. You fucking plebes. It's fashion. I think they look disgusting. Right. So I you decided to make their look clothes like look shit. better. <laughs> so, on one hand, I do really hate that arguably, like, one of the most gay-coded, like villains is like the one who's like ooh fashion on the other hand this man has no sense of fashion you've seen the weird like n like ar glasses he wears with his stupid like eyeshadow like he looks like a fucking clown right and everyone in bleach is kind of fashion it's weird it's a strange place yeah yeah for a series that where like everyone for the most part, looks really cool fashion-wise, and which half of the endings are all about, like, look at all this cool fashion. You're like, why does Listen, this guy look Bleach like is about two things. It's about big swords and wearing a t-shirt with a heart on it that says, cool burger. 
Right. <laughs> His shirt says cool burger snake. Huh. I wonder what it'd be like to eat a cool burger. I wonder if it tastes anything like my six. Listen, Probably that, that's not. Just how snake is. <laughs> Due to the high nicotine content of your cigarettes, it might impact your taste buds. But to someone who's not a smoker, it would probably just taste like cold beef. I already got ten. They taste like beef. <laughs> Can't, I, this is nothing. This is a nothing bit. I have nowhere to take this. I'm, I'm abandoning ship. Yeah, let's keep trucking. Uh, it is kind of weird, though. <laughs> right? This dynamic. Yeah. Uh, although, it could be worse. Because we literally have a worse version of Xyloporo, who looks like shit even more, in the filler arc. True. Yeah, it's true. It's like Xyloporo's, like, bad fashion cousin again the one that looks like they're making fun of gay people yeah uh renji says it's time to fuck shit up and he uses his bankai which obviously makes all the clones use their bankai and that blows up the room that they're in uh he's proud of this and uri is like you almost bury us all in the fucking rubble and i really love the bit where he's telling Renji what an idiot he is by comparing him to Ichigo. And Renji's like, well, don't compare me to Ichigo. That makes it sound like the compliment you're giving me is bad. <laughs> and it's like, that's because it's not a compliment, you piece of shit. Right, I'm not complimenting you, dickhead. Uh, they wonder where Xyloporo is for like a second and a half before he rises out of the, bu- the rubble with his gross, goopy wings and like a per- and his person thrown. Uh, but now he's mad, so he snaps his fingers, makes the clone disappears, and it's time. To, he like tells them it's time for him to personally step in. So he stares them down, and both of them attack him. Which the throne, which is actually like two hollows, just like effortlessly block the attacks that the Renji and Udu send his way. Uh, but while that's happening, Zyle's like goopy wings just reach around to eat Uryu like a plant and then it makes this like giant teardrop grow and swell until it bursts and it spits out a tiny Ishida doll and it's sort of like a voodoo doll and he demonstrates by like rubbing Uryu's cheek and flicking his forehead and he's like ooh you can feel everything this doll can feel ooh uh, and then he starts I- sl- go ahead I, I just want to say, I'm, like, immediately off-put by anything that has, like, voodoo dolls in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, like, not, you know, by, like, black people. Because it's like, come on. You're just going to use this in a way that's going to, like, demonize it. It's not going to be, like, interesting or do anything new with it. You're just going to do the same thing every other media that has this does with it. And it's just going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, he's just got, mm-hmm. like, these little, like, Playmobil dolls of, uh, of Uryu. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's exactly the same thing that any other media would do with this kind of uh, ability. So he, like, 
lets him feel things. He like touch. He like flicks it and it hurts. And then he tugs on it until it pops in half. And there's a moment where he's like, "Hey, Renji, what's that look? Did you think he was gonna split in half? No, the dolls just split in half. It's fine. They're made for this." But then there's a ton of little parts inside with organ names. And when he breaks one, like the stomach, uh, it ba- it feels to Ishida as if his stomach had like exploded. So he's immediately in immense pain. Um, he just like throws up a bunch of water, which in the manga, obviously it's blood. And so they censor it by turning it to like tealish water. But I'm like, that's disgusting. Yeah. You made the scene like horrendous. I, I think... What gets me here is the way you were explaining how this works. It's the one and only time in this show I have seen the character explaining it using your voice. (laughs) But, like, just, like, no, it just opens up. It's fine. I'm just imagining Xyloporo saying that, and it's perfect. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, they sure did do this. Yeah, and then Renji rushes forward, also gets slurped up by a wing, and, like, also gets, like, a little doll. Xyle gives a little speech of nothing. Basically just being like, y'all are fucked. I've been telling you you were fucked for the past 40 episodes, but now you're really fucked. Right, Uh, yeah. I'm gonna win! Yeah. Uh, And then we cut back to Noitora and Neliel, which, you know, they clash a little, but mostly it's we start a flashback to a previously fully clothed Nell, and that's for next episode. Thank God. I, um, I, I, I think the thing that gets me here is, like, I just kind of feel bad for Uryu. He, he's constantly getting the short end of the stick here, and I feel like every single time he fights, he is, like... 75 to 80 percent dead by the end of it (laughs) yeah i mean his his favorite method of of fighting is apparently blow himself up with the opponent so Mm -hmm. right and remove his ability to use all his powers in the future (laughs) yes (laughs) don't worry though they'll come back (laughs) right his dad just needs to yell at him for a while him looking at an opponent being like, is this a blow myself up guy or is this a can't, I can never fight again guy? You know, I would actually kind of love it if Bleach were instead a story about how Uryu fights the writer to retain control of his powers by just going, no, actually, I think if I do lose all my powers, you'll just give them to me. Just give them back. I think it'll be fine, actually. Just calling the author's bluff. Each time? Yeah, exactly. Now, surely this time I'll lose my powers forever. (laughs) God. So how was that, um, a wrong car encyclopedia I didn't watch because I saw it was a wrong car encyclopedia and I immediately switched it off? Well, Gein explains to us how Xyloporo's power works and goes, damn, he's nasty. Uh... The Aaron car in question descends on a platform of flowers, like the like the kind you would see in a play, like like a swing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Hey, Gein, do you want to have a doll of yourself made?" And he's like, "No, I'm good. I'm good. Like you can you can leave now." 
uh, fine, I'll be a regular on this little show, viewers dead. It's like, no, really, I'm, like, you can, you can get the fuck out. You can leave now. We can, we can go. We can, it's fine. And the, the scene ends. Holy not shit. good. <laughs> that, no, that, you know, I, I can safely say, I'm glad I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, and then, other than the, the obvious note of every time one of them, like, throws up and it's just a bunch of water, disgusting, uh, it's all blood in the manga. Well, that's basically it. It's just the same, it's the same thing. Goodness. I... Well, you know, these were two episodes of Bleach. They sure were. We did it. Oh, they they sure fucking were, folks. Don't worry, I'm sure the next two episodes, titled Nellyel's Past and The Ultimate Union, Peche's Seriousness, will be, like, incredible. They'll be jaw-dropping. We're so fucking back! <laughs> we really are back. But hey, you know what? This could be worse. It could be Gundam Seed Destiny. You know, that's fair. Ooh, I'm seeing some screenshots. Ooh. God. Uh, Well, thank you for listening to our show. uh, Our completely and totally regularly scheduled show that never, ever, ever has delays, ever. Um, I got a follow-up tweet study this week, folks. This week, folks. (laughs) God. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Bleachcast. You can find me on Tumblr, Floral Espers. Uh, yeah. I don't know when YouTube stuff is ever happening, but we'll see if that ever does. You can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. You can find me on Twitter at M-O-N-K-I-P-I-Q-U-I-N-N. That's Monkey Pie Quinn. As always, I hope y'all have a great week. Stay cool, Chads. Xyloporo's release date looks like udon noodles. Which means maybe we should change his name to Xyloporo Udons. Shinelliel my two till I odal schwank. Oh! That is easily the worst ending we've ever had. Thank you, Quinn. <laughs>